Meanwhile, outside the Global Repatriation Council... Honey, just sit down. It, oh. It'll be okay. I can't believe you're not oh. Captain America anymore. Those fools! It's kind of one of the big reasons I was attracted to you, but I guess we'll stay together. Oh, well, I mean, I, I'm still attractive. Yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, physically, but, you know, emotionally, I kind of was really into the whole power dynamic. Oh, oh, excuse me. Oh, um, who's that coming up? I met this lawyer. We went out to dinner. I had the lobster bisque. We went back to my place, yada, yada, yada. I never heard from him again. Uh, oh, hi. It's nice to meet you. So you think you're sponge worthy? Um, am I sponge worthy? What is that? I, I don't think that's... speechless. I, I don't know how that's... I now, hold on. Speech. Just what... Who are you? You can't spare three square? Spare a square? Of course I can spare a square. I understand what you mean. Right. Um, are, are, do you want something from us? Get out! Ow! Ow! You don't have to push me like that! What is wrong with you, crazy lady? You threw the soup, Nazi. <laughs> no more soup for you. <laughs> oh, here's her card. What does it say? It says... Elaine? Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 176 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am your host, Brett, and with me, as always, is Contessa uh, uh, Evilana Jeffarana. <laughs> Legisaga. Jeffarana. Hey. Jeffarana Legisaga. <laughs> did, everyone, did anyone ever call you that? Jeffarana? No. Jeffarana Legisaga? No. Well. Um, someone, they used to call me, what did that, what was my female name? Oh, Jeffries. <laughs> Jeffries. <laughs> Jeffries. Um, that was like my lady name. Ooh. For a while, though, I did try to get people to call me Fry, like going by the le- like Jeffrey, the... the end of my name, like Topher. Oh, is that like a um, Futurama thing? No, I just wanted to be cool and different. I also tried. Oh, okay. No one went with it. Everyone was like, I remember there was a point I was like, everyone, I think everyone just started calling me Fry. And everyone was like, no. And then I remember in high school, I was like, everyone just call me Jay. And everyone was like, no. <laughs> I once, um, I think, I, I don't know who brought it up, but agreed with a friend that my nickname would be Gotno because my last name sounds like Manners. And so he would call me Gotno Manners. That did not last. <laughs> <laughs> did not last. Uh, my high school friends, though, I was um, one of the only uh, non-Jews among my high school group. And uh, they called me Manischewitz <laughs> as a nickname. But you're not Jewish. Because my last my last name's Manus. No, that was it was it was an ironic nickname. <laughs> I only had like one nickname that guys stuck, curly. and it was from this show when Steve started calling me EJ or Evil or Evil, and then a whole group of people. Did then, Steve make that up? No, I I made that. I I was like, oh, just call me Evil Jeff on the show. Oh, but then oh, oh, Steve oh. just called me that, like referred to you as Evil. He was always like, yeah. hey EJ, hey EJ. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then a whole group of people that I met through you started calling me that. And then yeah. I just started going by that. And then because I lived with the Jeff at the time, then, oh, yeah. then it was like, oh, well, that's Jeff. And then you could just be EJ. And so by the end of Chicago, more people called me 
EJ. And then I moved to LA and then it like, yeah. I, and then because I was taking improv classes and they were like, go by the role and it was like, you're Jeff. And then I kind of just like fell back and it was one of those things of like, should I be EJ or should I? Just, oh, oh, like when I moved to Jeff. my new city, I'll just be Jeff. You chickened out. I did, but it was like so weird. You could have had a whole life as EJ. It was the whole thing of like, EJ, what does that stand for? Evil? What? <laughs> it's Wait. not the best way to make friends. <laughs> No, that's true. My name's Evil. Okay. okay I remember girl. I used to go by EJ on like my, my dating profile. Yeah. <laughs> and someone blocked me after I told him what EJ stood for. Really? Oh, you didn't want to date them anyway. Yeah. They apparently, I was like, I'm not, it's like funny evil, not like real evil. <laughs> Don't you get it? I do a comic book podcast. Okay. Bye-bye. Oh, oh yeah. You thought I'd <laughs> murder you. I get that. Oh. oh. Well, what fun. Um, This is episode 176, as we already stated. Um, We're going to be focusing a lot on TV this episode. Um, It was in our X-Men book land. It was what we call a light week in terms of what titles came out. We will save those titles for next week. A snooze fest? (laughs) Oh, stop. No, no. They weren't. Well, one of them wasn't that bad. It was Children of the Atom and Wolverine. And so we're just going to skip them. But... There is some big X-Men news, which we would like to talk about. So why don't you hit it? What are you going to pick? Hot topics. All right. Buckle your fucking safety belts. Buckle your face. Buckle your face because this is the newest, like, because the last, I mean, I will say this, throughout all of Hickman's runs and all of these new post-House of X runs, there's not, it, it hasn't been like... Other than maybe X Factor, there isn't like, oh, here's a definitive team. People just show up. Even in like Excalibur, there's always all these other people showing up. In X Force, a bunch of different people have been main players. Like the X Men sure. group, yeah. the, the X Men comic. It's loose it's at loose. best. This is the first time where I feel they've been like, no, here is our roster. These other people on the this team. This is yeah. the team. This is the public face now. Of the X Men, let's get a drum roll. Who are the X Men? Let's go through them. Let's let's examine them each one by one. <laughs> Professor Plum. Professor Plum. <laughs> um. So we have the new X Men lineup. Uh, Jerry Duggan's X Men team, and so we'll start with our lead character, right? Well, two. I think it's the Cyclops and Gene. A uh, two. It's Cyclops and Jean, a.k.a. Scott and Marvel Girl. Scott and Marvel Girl, Cyclops and Marvel Girl. They're like, do you understand leading an X-Men team as our kink? Yeah. And Xavier's like, yes, I know. Like, I know. So go ahead. They're just like, the threesomes with Wolverine are getting old hat. We need something else to spice it up. (laughs) So they can have threesomes with a new Wolverine. Yes. Scott and Jean can. We do have a new Wolverine. Can we just say... Did you hear rumors about this, or did you just, out of pure intuition, call that Sink and and Wolverine oh, would be? Oh, pure intuition. Look at this. Pure, as Brett? soon as they dropped that like soapy relationship, I'm like, well, you two are definitely on a team. If he's like, I've been in love with you for centuries. I don't know who you are. You're yeah. definitely on the X. Oh my god, don't you hate it when you've dated someone for centuries and then they don't fucking remember you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the worst. Story of my twenties. Um, so yeah, so we have Sync, which, hello, um, to have Sync as, as an A-list X-Man, yes, 
I know, right? My God. But here's the interesting it's been thing. It's so long. Is Ro- and now we're going to have Rogue. And Rogue if, and if sick. If we also remember how Rogue's powers have evolved. Yeah, she can just suck them right out of you, too. She doesn't need she to touch you. She can just yet. be around you and use the powers. What? But Rogue's, Rogue, but Rogue still has permanent strength and flight, right? Yeah, yes. Did, where did you, eventually, was it from Power Man that she got those from? It was from Wonder, Wonder Man. Wonder Man, right. Yeah, right? Yes, Is yes. It, like, it used to be from Carol from Danvers, Uncanny. now it's from Simon Williams. From Uncanny Avengers. Okay. Yeah. So we have, yeah, I just find... That I mean, this is the first time where we have two power suckers. We have two power suckers who are sucking each other's powers too. Like, but if you think about it, but Rogue is. knocks the person out when you're using the powers, and Sync does not. Yeah, yeah. What happens when Rogue takes Sync's powers and vice versa? Oh, I bet you. I bet you something really weird and fucked up is going to happen. Yeah, I can't wait. Especially with the whole idea of mutant circuitry and combining exactly. powers. Like, I'm fascinated by this whole thing. But can you imagine where it's just like, we need three telepaths. Okay. We need three I-beams. Okay. We need three um, invulnerabilities. Uh, Power suckers. Yeah. And now let's, who are the other, it's just we're missing two others that we haven't mentioned yet. Yes. Um, so our winner of our contest, Polaris. Polaris, how do you feel? Polaris, Polaris won. How do you feel? I feel great about it. I so, will say this. I feel like, I feel like it was just stacked in her favor. She was just way too like, she was just way too well known. She was on TV compared to all of the other people that were in the running. So it just seemed a little yeah. unfair. Um, for that, but I love Polaris. But do you think she's going to be taken off X Factor, or is she going to just be on both? I think she'll be taken off X Factor, and I have um, somebody who I'd like to replace her. And oh, that's right, Dazzler. I right? think she'll Dazzler. Yeah, um, I think that she will only be on the X Men. Okay, and but I think that Jerry Duggan is going to be very true to the path that Leah Williams has set Polaris on this path of self-discovery like of course Jerry Duggan is going to pick up that ball well I mean that's especially if you're if you were just elected to be on an X-Men team that that's totally fits with her whole entire shit that she's been going through she's like I'm just gonna chill I'm just gonna take it easy I'm gonna like rediscover myself no girl you're gonna be on the X-Men and then we have newly resurrected although I guess technically how many people have just been resurrected? Oh, they're all newly resurrected. I mean, Wolverine yes. was resurrected. Polaris was just resurrected. And Sunfire was just resurrected. He is the last yeah. person on the team. Sunfire! What a surprise! Japanese, I one love of the it. first X-Men um, of the new generation of X-Men. He was on the team, but he left the team because he had attitude problems. Yes, he, he is bitchy. one of my many beloved mutant men with attitude problems. I will say this though, I, North Star, they were able to give North Star the depth of like why he is the way he is. And I'm looking, I feel that Sunfire has never been given that moment. Yeah. I feel like his whole Let's personality is I'm a, I'm just a bitch. I would like to know why. I would like a male bitch team consisting of Sunfire, North Star, Quicksilver, Dr. Nemesis, Quentin Quire. (laughs) Would love that team for me. Wait, what would it be called? (laughs) 
Um, it would be called Excuse Me? <laughs> oh my god. That has to happen. It would be called Excuse Us. <laughs> Oh my god! And they would be like the most annoying team in the world. People would be like, "Oh shit, oh, love it! Give me that book, Marvel. <laughs> Give me that book." Just people going all the time. Um, but that's interesting. Let's just analyze just really quick before we move on from this. Um, do we feel that this is a good power set? Because I do feel there is one thing missing. One. There thing. is one um, power set that's missing. That's always on a team. Super speed. Super strength. Super strength. There's always a Colossus. I mean, oh, I guess Rogue. Yeah, Rogue. Oh, Rogue. Rogue, I guess, has super strength. Yeah, never mind. Okay, I guess Rogue counts. Yeah, Rogue, y'all. God, I love Rogue. I love Rogue being on the X-Men. I love that for her. Yeah. She's iconic. They have her in the iconic X-Men, the animated series costume to start. Oh, my God. Can I just say this? There's so much bitching about people's costumes on Twitter. And it's like, find a real problem. And it's also like, what part of Hickman saying, like, those are their mutant clothes, they're always going to be wearing, like, all of their costumes, all of their uniforms? Like, why couldn't fandom swallow that goddamn pill? Like, relax. All costumes are on the table. What are people mad about? Jeans, skirt, rogues, 90s outfit. Who cares? But that's the thing. They'll wear a different one the other, and another... We're a different one another time. Who gives a shit? Oh, I, for one, am thankful for the gallery. Yeah. All right, moving on. Yes. Let's... I can't wait. So, do you know what? Yes. I will say this. When they showed the comic panel of Polaris winning in those, like, little comic panels they were doing on social media... Um, the last panel is Banshee getting shots for all of the losers. losers. And I'm like, this looks like a team. (laughs) Like, I would read this book. The losers. And now I'm like, ooh, could Leah Williams' book be The Losers? The Losers. Or they could be called The Nevers. The Nevers, which we'll talk about later. (laughs) Yes, hit it. Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. All right, we have we ha- we're skipping. We have a little TV. We're just going to move on to TV because we have so much TV that we need to kind of discuss. And um, <clears throat> I am going to say right now we're going to discuss something that's been high for years in the making. High, it's been years like been in development. A show that I was it excited has? for called The Nevers, and this is. It has? It was? Yeah, I mean, this has been going on since, like, 2017. Like, what What else really? has Joss Whedon been doing? Why does shit take him so long? I don't, I did, don't know. Did this have drama, too? I've, I mean, I don't know. I mean... Why is he such a fucking mess? Here's the deal. This is one where... Here's a show that came out, and it came out right at the same time that the producer, director, writer, showrunner has been canceled. And canceled for not doing, um, a lot of times it's usually due to racism 
or uh, sexual like a Me Too moment. His is he is just a mean, more of an Ellen thing. He's a mean. Yeah, it's like a Scott Rudin thing. Exactly. He's mean. He's a bully. He likes to make people cry. He basically told Charisma Carpenter to get an abortion. Uh, (laughs) The people on the event on the Justice League were like, we don't like what's going on here. And he's like, you can all suck my dick. I'm the director now and you almost bow down to me. I'm going to make Wonder Woman cry. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. What is it about assholes, though? Um, It's the same thing where it's like Woody Allen, awful human being. Damn, he can write a woman. He can write amazing female characters. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Joss Whedon. Okay, well, let's nevers. Let's give a one, two, three. Liked it, hated it. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Loved, loved it. it. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, really? Uh, okay. No, I yeah, I it I liked it a lot. Um, it's it felt like. I wish it was a little bit more unique. I wish it was a little bit, it had more of like a, uh, like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's like, it just felt like more of the same. Um, I did like the the end of episode one. Yeah. Though. Yeah. So we'll get I into that. I will just say it's, and here's the thing. If you all think Joss Whedon is awful, that is a whole separate topic. But he, goddamn, he's a good writer and he really knows how to write a pilot and he really knows how to to introduce characters and introduce plot. He does. And he's not doing it in this over-explainy way. But, and that's the thing is I was reading reviews because it it's been poorly reviewed. And so I started reading reviews like, am I just missing this? Why do I think this is good and everyone else thinks it's bad? And it really is. People don't like him. So they're shit so they're like so they're shitting this. on the show and that's the yeah. thing is like is that fair is it fair to shit on a show just because the showrunner is an asshole you know what i say yes and here's why okay. if you if you're gonna act like that that's some diva bullshit so you better have the output to match that behavior you better have like if you're gonna act like that what you spin better be gold and i'd say this is more like silver yeah it's not as transcendent as like uh, firefly Correct. but for me watching like jack the ripper era women being fucking badasses with superpowers like oh i'm here for that this is all of the time it's like i'm watching this i'm like wait this is x-men yeah <laughs> This is X-Men and it's steampunk and it's ladies. Yeah, steampunk, it's steampunk lady, lady X-Men. X-Men. Which right. is like, of course I'm gonna is like that, that the most show. original thing? No. But do I want to see more of it? Yes. Yeah. Sure. And I'm just hope. this is my thing is I'm hoping the fact that he saw the writing on the wall and left the show. I just, I hope that people like the fact that he left the show how about we give it a chance? Because there's a lot of great performances oh, and actresses. Yes, two weeks before all of these news articles, he stepped down. Oh wow! From the show completely. he stepped away, and he said it was for personal reasons, but more like, oh, I see the writing on the wall. <laughs> yeah, like his presence now would just add like that's all. That's what he is now. Like, how could you, how could you work with someone like that? And know? I think, and this is the one thing where I am pissed off that um, the idea that. The, the quality of a show on its own can totally be destroyed just because of the, of, of something the producer did that has nothing to do with kind of the actual like 
what's inside the show. Like, like yeah. remember when Meg Ryan had an affair with Russell Crowe and then her whole movie flopped because people were like, how dare yeah. you? I always find how those types you? of things weird. But at the same time, I do feel that I do love the idea that in Hollywood, you can't be a tyrannical asshole anymore. Like that's no longer allowed. And I'm actually like, good. Because I have been oh, in yeah. some jobs, maybe I'm in a job right now, where there are some people that, uh, some heads of people that are a little like, okay, you need to calm down. Like a little power yeah. crazy. Are you talking about RuPaul? No, 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 please. Like, she doesn't talk to anyone. <laughs> like, I'm too low on the totem pole for everyone to see. Yeah. But but there are, but I have run into some, like, management people, like, management supervisor sides yeah. people, where it's just Ugh. like, you are not a god. Like, what is going on? Like, the whole Scott Rudin thing, the stories I'm reading of this, where I'm like, Oh my God! How did you get away the with who this? Were hospitalized. He hospitalized interns. Like, how do you yeah. get away? Like, I'm glad that this is no longer acceptable. In society. Listen, girl, we're doing it right now. We have not said jack shit about the characters or plot of this show. Yeah, yeah. But I will say it's it's cool characters. It's led by Mrs. True because now it's an orphanage where it's it's an orphanage of girls that have been touched. And we don't know in the beginning, we don't know why suddenly all these people are being touched. It seems to be mostly women, but there's a few men here and there that are touched too. I'm thinking they're the gay Gay. ones. (laughs) Basically, if you like. I'm hoping that's it. Like if men are touched, they're. Because I, I mean, well, so that. far I will say um, the one the the doctor guy he does not seem gay, but the brother guy no does seem gay. So who knows the um, the by the guy who was in bed with a man and a woman oh, was is that who no, you mean? No, the brother of the woman in the wheelchair. Oh. Yes, he seems gay yes, yes, and he's yes. been touched. He does seem gay, but. Um, anyway, Mrs. True runs this orphanage where she's basically gathering up the people that have been touched and uh and they go to get a new girl that's like she's they think she's speaking in tongues but she's just speaking different languages and then there's like these kind of evil bad guys that are trying to kidnap the touch girls and do experiments on them and yeah so basically there's um, they find a mutant whose power is douglas ramsey and they go to get her and so do bad guys yeah and uh, the one girl is Forge. She can make things. And Mrs. True, who has, who's a, who, she is blind. Destiny. Destiny. Um, she can kind of see the future. Um, and. Uh, she's a good fighter too. Like, I feel like, is there like some super strength happening as well? She's has some. Or like some super kicking. Well, I will say she's doing things where it's kind of like. I I don't know because it's one of those things where it's she's like Callisto, where it's like she's yeah, at the top yeah. of like she's doing things. And she's just yeah. like she's really fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have a, a lady bad guy, a malady, a crazy woman who kind of oh, hears yeah. the voice of God it and was, is killing people. It was this character and performance that kind of took took it down a peg for yeah. me. Her. Um, when the evil mutants take over the opera house and she does her monologue on the stage in front of the scared crowd. Way too long. I was like, this is not good enough to be going on this long. It's real stupid. In fact. 
And we do have, we do love those. Uh, I mean, she's kind of like, I guess, like the female Joker or the, what's the, the tw- is how crazy what Bat, Batwoman's nemesis, her sister, isn't she kind of crazy? Alice. Yeah, she's pretty Alice-y. Yeah. yeah. I was like, she's like typhoid Typhoid Mary, yeah, yeah, that's what she looks like. Yeah. Um, and so you they established there's this battle between kind of these good-touched and these bad-touched the episode ends kind of with the origin of the touched. It's the Terrigen Mist. The Inhumans come down and... <laughs> and we realize it's the Inhumans. It's not the X-Men. <laughs> There's a giant alien-ish, steampunky, more alien-ish ship. For anyone playing Fortnite, the ship is the same kind of look as the Spire Assassin, the character you get at level 100. It's this ship... That is crop dusting everyone with this like magical dust alien farts. Certain people alien dust, and certain people are obviously affected. They pass out. They wake up. They have powers. Yeah, and then clearly, um, it looks like like kind of like one of the head government people who's going to be a problem and an obstacle. He seems to hate the touched people, and you find out at the end. Oh, it looks like his daughter is touched. So I'm sure died when. Oh, she did was she die? Touched. Yeah, I think she died. Oh, I just assumed we didn't find. I'm assuming that. She, or maybe I'm assuming that she probably woke up and is disfigured or something. Or, or yeah, she became like a crab yeah. or something. <laughs> oh no, my daughter's a crab. She has the body of a girl, but the head of a crab. Anyway, for me, it checked off all of the the bells and whistles of like things that I find fun. And I'm excited to see sure. more of this. Exactly. It's our type of show. I just wasn't wowed. I went, okay, yep, that's a show about mutants. <laughs> I think I liked it because I really liked the performances of the, of Mrs. True. I'm really I really do I'm like Mrs. Really True and her. the other the Forge type character, yeah. the two the two headmistresses of the orphanage. Yeah. I like them. I like their relationship. I like their dynamic. Like, hello, Mrs. True. Hello, Mrs. Forge. <laughs> and then they like hold hands Devin with Shire. their parasols up and greet the orphans. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's on HBO what other Max. TV? It's on H that and that one is on HBO Max. There's another show in HBO Max, Evil Jeff, since we're on that platform. Um I am about five of eight episodes in. You have seen the first one, okay. and this show we're talking about is made for love. Made for love, starring starring Ray Kristen Romano. Milioti and Billy Magnuson and Ray Romano, um, who's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. And this show, I think, is like a comedic. Oh, let's okay. Give a, you let's want to do, do one, a two, one three? two, three? All right. Okay. What do we think of Made for Love? One, two, three. Uh, Loved it. Like, oh man. my god, I love it. <laughs> I think for me, it's a little too Black Mirror episode-y for me. And yes. I've, I kind of just hit my peak. Like, I kind of hit my peak Black Mirror threshold. And so this whole, like, it's the future of technology, but this technology is bad. Like, I'm just yes over that premise. However, what's her name? Christine... 
Miliati. She's amazing. And the guy. She's so great. And that actor, he was in Kimmy Schmidt. He used to be on One Life. I used to, Billy I used to watch One Life to Live and he used to be on that. Um, he's amazing too. And then Ray Romano so listen, is always. They're from the same Black Mirror episode. They're from the USS Callister. Oh, that's right. That's right. And I will say. Um, wait, who was he in the in the in that one? He's the guy. He was the guy who. Um, Jesse Plemons kept turning into Khan, like into the villain in the Star oh, Trek right, reality. Right, 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 right. Like he was like the conqueror, and he was like, "Could you please stop?" Um, yeah, he was like the the um, the gym guy. Yes, uh, in the office. I um, yeah, and then Ray Romano's always good playing like uh, like anything opposite. Everybody loves Raymond. Yes. So he's always so the fact that the first thing I saw of him was him fucking a sex doll. I was like, yes. that's fun. So this is one where it's like the performances are really great. It's it's shot really well. It's it's exciting. However, the premise I I'm not down with. But I will keep watching it. I've only seen one episode, so I'm not like, oh, this is garbage. I'm not going to watch it. I'm just kind of tired of this premise. But it does look like. Yeah. Do you want to explain like what the it, premise is? Yes. Yeah, so, and I will say that it does go beyond the premise as the show goes on and it dives more into the characters and it becomes a much more digestible, wonderful show. Um, but the premise is that Kristen Milioti is married to Billy Magnuson. Billy Magnuson is, his name is Byron Gogol. He has founded a tech company called Gogol that has pretty much taken over the world like Google. Duh. And he has created a chip that he calls made for love, a microchip that when inserted into the brains of a couple, they share every single thought. So it's about merging two human brains. They become Stepford Cuckoos. Um, yeah, and so they like so basically like you merge as one when you become a couple. And so the whole premise, and this is what they reveal at the end of episode one, is that he secretly already put the chip in Kristen Milioti. But uh, he doesn't have it in himself against her will. He doesn't have him. He does not have it in himself. So basically, he will, he, he has know. complete access to all of her thoughts and visions and everything she can see. So anything he sees, anything she sees, she hears, he sees, and he hears. Oh, that's horrifying. And she is on the run from him, and being on the run from somebody who sees your every move is difficult. Yeah, it's horrifying. Horrifying. And um, um, it becomes very fun and lighthearted. Though. Okay, good. I think that was the other thing. It was just this feels very like, oh my god, this is like talk about trauma. Um, yeah, it's it's a very dark comedy. Like it starts to really become silly in good ways. All right, that's good. Because a lot of these future things yeah. on Amazon, there was one with uh, what's it? Uh, what's his name? He was what's the guy from Three's Company? His son. John Ritter? John Ritter's son? Jason Ritter. Yeah, Jason Ritter. No, was it Jason Ritter in it? Anyway, it was one where it's like you die and you go to heaven, but it's like kind of like San Junipero. Like they did another version of it. Oh, the one with Stephen Amell's um, super hot cousin, Robbie, or brother. Yeah, that's who Robbie. it was. I don't know the why one I thought from that was Jason Ritter. Babysitter? Yeah, they all yeah. look the same to me. White boys, I can't tell them apart. Yeah, um, That one, I hated it. I hated that. Uh, I can see that. And so I, I hated... Utopia. Oh, is that the one with John Cusack? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I those. I, I'm just. I'm just so sick of all of that. So if you're saying it spurs away from all of that 
stuff, then I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, it does. Like it's, yeah, it's, it just becomes more, um, it's, it's very much comedic black mirror, but the thing that makes black mirror, black mirror is just how heavy and tragic it is sometimes. And it's not that. Okay, good. I think that's my, in the end, my problem with black mirror eventually is like, it was just too heavy handed on the lesson that we're supposed to learn yes. about. Don't you get yeah. it? Like, no, yeah, this we, is we the got world it. We're heading towards. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, yeah. I don't need this anymore. Especially like, and I will say, I live, I'm a different person. What I watched pre-pandemic and what I watched post-pandemic, I was like, before the pandemic, I, I did not think, I was like, we are in a, in a dystopia. Now that we live in a dystopia, I don't want to watch dystopia. It's just my, right. it's my thing now. I mean, I'm even saying this, like, we're watching every single Oscar movie because we can. We have access to all of them. And every single one of them is such a goddamn downer. downer. Yeah. Every single one. I mean, I know Bill Maher is an asshole and he was like, can't you make a good movie? A happy movie? And it's like, mm, shut up. When you well, say it, no. here's my thing. But I hate though, like and that. I'm not saying that every movie has to be happy or every movie has to be sad, but I do hate the idea that a happy or comedic movie is somehow less worthy of an Oscar. Right. I hate the idea that it's like, it has to be sad and it has to be dramatic. Especially like, um, there's a good SNL sketch where it's like, now nominated for all the best comedy awards, our new comedy. And it's like clearly a drama where everyone's dying or like, <laughs> but yeah. they keep just calling it a comedy. Yeah. And I, like I, I'm, sick, I'm sick of that. I, I feel like sometimes co- comedy is so much harder to pull off. Comedic acting is so much harder than dramatic acting. Like, Anyone can be like, oh, have yo, jerk off. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar? Oh, it's my favorite movie. Like, Are you kidding me? Like, nominate that it's for my favorite sh- movie. Yeah, no, me too. It was my favorite movie of the, this of the past two years. Like, you need to like, I like that needs to be for the awards, not fucking Nomadland. I don't see Frances McDormand scowling. As she barely makes yeah. it through life. Honestly, Nomadland is like the most hopeful of, of all I know, of them. right? But it's still like, but let's watch these people live really tough lives. No, oh, I'm living my Bob tough life. Star the Oscar. I know. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I know I have a home, and I know that I, I don't have a farm that is destroyed, and like I know I don't have all these horrible, tragic things that these movie has, but I have tragedy in my life too. Somebody make a movie yeah, about me. I'm hanging by a thread. <laughs> I am doing a podcast that three people are listening to. <laughs> and the three of them aren't us. We don't even listen to this. Once we say this, it's gone. I don't even know what the hell show I don't even know what this show is about. Anyway, made for love. HBO okay. Max. Keep watching it. It's great. And it becomes more about Zelda the Dolphin than you think, which I love. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to Amazon. Yes, Amazon Prime, the jungles of Amazon. And Amazon, we are going to talk about a show called Invincible. We talked about the first episode. Invincible. And we talked about how we I did. was very... I, it's it's probably in the top like five of my favorite comics of all time. And so I was. I'd like to unpack that. Okay. Why? Was there why? Unpack? Why is it? I want to know why you love Invincible so much. It's one of those. The character of Mark gets so 
deep and complex and real. Okay. And it's one of okay. the few comics that really juggles the reality of him, like, trying to just live his life and at the same time trying to be a superhero. But there's also the things of, like, there's a plot way in the future, which this series might not last long enough to ever get to, where... Um, okay where he's battling a bad guy and he loses and the bad guy nukes all of Las Vegas and Las Vegas is turned to a sheet of glass and millions of people are killed. But wow, the sheet of glass reflects enough energy that now all of America has got, can go solar for free. Oh, and that was the villain's plan the entire time. And so in the end, is, is he a villain? But that's the thing of then Mark, it's very confused of like, you killed millions of people, but now there's like free energy and it's just saving all these lives. There's weird things of like him being conflicted of like who is the bad guy, who isn't the bad guy. And the fact that it goes on, like the the book went on for like 10 years for like 160 episode issues. Yeah. And it yeah. never once got boring. Every arc was like wrought with tension and and drama and character arcs it's just all the characters are so fucking good they're so good yeah. and the plot lines are just so it's, in, it, but i will say the way the show is doing it they're really they're watering it down and not emphasizing on the right things but i got to tell you i yeah. feel like that's that seth rogan touch like yeah i don't think i like the way seth rogan is leading the interpretation and the translation of this material that I think is likely much better in the books. And here's the thing is I decided to re go. I, I, I picked up the first omnibus and I'm like, I'm going to go through this because I feel like it's following the plot. Yeah. Like plot by plot. And I realized they are moving up some things. Like he doesn't date the girl till a little bit later. He doesn't meet his girlfriend till later. So there's things that are moved around. The character doesn't come out till gay till later. So some things, so some timelines are moved around, but every plot point in there is in the comic and they're following okay. it to a T, which usually I'd be like, that's all, it's all in the comic. It's all in the comic, but he's taking away a lot of the, um, the personal character development, it's made a lot more maudlin and dramatic that, and which is like in yeah. a weird way is watering it down. Yeah. I it's get a it. lot more matter of fact, like in the comic book, it's very much like dad just got sucked into another dimension. Ugh. well, you want meatballs tonight? Like, it's just like of this yeah. thing of where they're so used to, like that type of thing happening where they're, but then you slowly see it withering away at them of like the madness of everything. And the other thing is, is the fact that um, Omni-Man is a bad guy. It's like about 12 issues before you find that out. Yeah. Um, And so I'm very, I'm, I'm, yeah, they just got, they just cut to the quick on a lot of, yeah. So, and I'm just wondering, but I will say it's a tricky thing for me because I can see how it's not done right. And I can see why people wouldn't like it. Like my boyfriend is like, nope, I'm out. This is garbage. And, but for me, because it's following these plots and these characters that I like, I, I, I'm yeah. still enjoying it because I'm like, oh, this is going to happen. Oh, I'm excited to see this animated. Anyway, that's, sure. so that's kind of, yeah. so I feel I'm biased because of the comic. 
I just feel like this show is not living up to the hype of Invincible, the series. Yeah. Like, I, because I never read the book. So I watched the show and I'm like, yeah. this is, is it because it was 15 years ago? No, it definitely but doesn't have the spark. It's all in the execution. But I will say, I do my, I love doing this thing where this guy, he compo- he basically compiles reaction shots of all the reactors reacting to big moments like i was doing it all through wandavision of like people watching the big twists and i've been doing it like with a captain uh captain uh falcon and the winter soldier i'm already being like you're captain now you're captain america the winter soldier um i uh i basically watched a bunch of people reacting to omni-man um, killing killing yeah. everyone and a lot of people and it was kind of fun watching like oh what would that be like of me not knowing that was going to happen what yeah. would that be like hmm. um, but so I, I, I think it's 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 good and I feel um, it's not as good as the boys but if you if you just yeah and I said that last time but if time, you want if you that, want some good fun superhero stuff it will. It will definitely. Um, it will definitely fill a little bit of that hole. I'll. I'll leave it at that. Great voice talent too. Well, well, Stephen Yun, like Mark, great. Jillian, what's her name? Jillian um, Jacobs is that her name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As Adam Community, great. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz, great. great. No, is that Zoe Kravitz? No, no, it's um, uh, Zazzy, Zazzy Beats. Beats. Yeah. God, it was a Z. Yeah. I mixed up my, my neighbor. Z's. Zazzy Beats, great. J.K. Simmons, awful. Yeah, what is right? going like, on? Yeah. He is phoning like, it I in. Expected... Is he eating a sandwich right? while he's reading these lines? Like, it's awful. I don't yeah, get it. Yeah, I see that. Anyway, Sandra Oh, great. Um, anyway. Um, Who, um, what was the character's name of the, the bad guy? So there's the Luke Cage type character yeah. who was answering to that crime boss yes. with the robot mask on. What's that character's name with the robot mask? Oh, fuck. It's something head. I can't remember. Machine, Machine head? head? Okay. I wanted to know who... I'm looking at IMDb. I'm freaking out. I wanted to know who did the voice because I loved the voice of that character. And it is actually Jeffrey Donovan from Burn Notice who is like one of my... I am most attracted to actors. Really? His eyes are too close I don't, together like, for me. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Jeffrey Donovan. He drives me wild. Really? And I know there's so much better looking people out there. But when I look at Jeffrey Donovan, it's like my new one is Aaron Rodgers hosting Jeopardy. Lord, have mercy Aaron on Rogers my soul. Aaron Rodgers is a football player? It is, yes, it is the he hottest goddamn have, thing. I do and have a I'm thing. Like, I like those puppy so dog, horny. those puppy dog eyes. He has those like. Ooh, you should poured into this suit, this big thick man reading these Jeopardy questions. Oh, you're just like you're anyway. Just like, what is my heart on? <laughs> what? Oh, it's I'm like love. Well, um, speaking um, of being attracted to people, my yeah. boyfriend just informed me that. Um, Fucking the White Wolf, Winter Soldier, Bucky, oh, is now Monday? at the top of his hall pass list. Oh, like he literally, as of the last episode, he's like, yeah, he's the hot, he's the, yeah, he's the hottest person that I want to have sex with. I'm like, well, you and Brett can fucking fight over him. 
You fucking whore. No, no, I'm fine with it. So <laughs> do you know that a movie, a rom-com or like he's that he's starring in just dropped on on movies on demand? Do you see his butt? And it's it's just a fuck fest. It's just really? about him meeting a girl and they fuck all weekend and then they have to like like talk about whether they're gonna be in a relationship on Monday. 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 Is it on Netflix? What's it on? It's on movies on demand. So like Apple TV or Prime. Oh, okay. All right, I'll have to tell yeah. you. It's just, it's, Shit. I read a review that's like, the number of sex scenes is like enough sex scenes to fill five movies. I'm like, thank there, you? There better be a butt shot. Jesus. There better be a butt shot. Are you kidding me? There better be a shaft shot, okay? A shaft shot. I need a shaft shot. <laughs> speaking um, of, uh, right, so speaking we talked of, about, we're talking about, what's his name, Sebastian, what's his name? Stan. Speaking of Sebastian Stan's uh, shaft, oh, um, so uh, let's talk about some Falcon and the Winter Yay! Soldier. Episode five. Finally, the episode I wanted. Or episode six, um, five? I'm going to be honest five. with you. The, the tonality of this episode was all over the place. How so? I felt like I was like, what? It, it was... It was like trying to tell like a like a deep race like race story, but then at the same time there was like these like battle montage like the, the I think it was it just came down to the exercise montages. I was like, what is what is happening? This yeah, it was does not well, fit I mean, in the show. I just felt like me, I felt like, and I will say, I felt like the show, and it really is the flag smashers are just not working for me. And I feel like every time we cut to the flag because smashers, their story was I know. Up. And I feel like it's just and I just feel like it's like everything that's interesting, suddenly the pacing just stalls when it goes to them. And I don't care. And here's my other final pet peeve I'm going to just mention. There's a seed where the flag smashers take over like the UN or whatever. And when they take over, they take over the the lighting, all the lighting turns red. And I don't know why that bothered me, but I was like, why is there bad guy invader lighting at the UN? Uh, yeah. Oh no, yeah. there's Isn't bad guys. Like... Everything turned, the lights all turned red. I'm like, why is that a thing? I don't know why that bothered me so It's much. a thing because when all the power goes out, those are the backup lights so that people can escape. <laughs> Oh, it just seemed to me Isn't it was that, like, that okay, is? that makes more sense. Thank you. Okay, at least you gave me some kind of explanation. It really just seemed like, we're the flag smashers and we set up all this red lighting because now we've no. taken over. <laughs> no, it's like emergency, it's like emergency lighting. Um, I don't know. I completely disagree with you. I thought this episode followed the formula of like, they have major conflict with John Walker. It's brutal. There's a brutal fallout. Yes from that confrontation. So Sam and Bucky retreat to collect themselves because Sam now has to step up and take on these flag smashers as Captain America, but he needs these personal moments. He needs to go back home and, and rebuild the boat. He needs to train. He needs to talk to Isaiah Bradley, like all these moments of collection before he has to really take the mantle, the thing he's terrified to do. I thought it was yeah, great. Yeah, that's like, well. I, I will say I loved all of that, but every time it cut to something else, 
I was done. And I was great for the hero's journey until it got to the weird Rocky montage. And I was like, he was already throwing and bouncing the shield and then catching it in a whole long scene yeah, with Bucky. Right? Wasn't that and weird? now we have a montage of him trying to do it. And clearly, if you and have to practice to do it, then someone's being beheaded. Someone was like one of those kids was accidentally beheaded while he was practicing that. That was way too dangerous. <laughs> oh, his nephews. I love, though, his nephews going, Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam. I'm like, oof, I love it. I love that, Uncle Sam. Captain America. Um, uh, I thought it was great. I thought all of it was great. I love the down-home moments. I love his sister so much. I love his relationship with Bucky. I love it all. I loved the out-of-nowhere cameo that was supposed to oh be my God. for right, Black about Widow. This? It was supposed to be, so apparently, yes. she's a Black Widow. We're supposed to. Know, we were supposed to already know who this character was because we were supposed to see Black Widow first, but we didn't. And instead, here we get the introduction of a classic Shield character, Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, aka Elaine, played Dennis. by none AKA other than the Julia old Christine, fucking Louis Dreyfus, like, aka Veep. Wait, what's her name in Veep? What's her fuck? I can't think of what her. Selena, Selena Meyer. Myers. I cannot believe they kept this a secret. I know, right? I so I'm so talk about being spoiled or talk about knowing something before seeing it. I went on Twitter when I woke up forgetting it was Friday and I wasn't supposed to be on Twitter because I didn't want to see any Falcon spoilers. And I see two trending topics: Julia Louis Dreyfus and Madame Hydra. And I'm like, well, fuck. But oh. also, oh my god. <laughs> That's the joy of watching it at midnight. I did see my friend, though. My friend did not know. Um, And I I got to see his reaction. And he just, like, slowly was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And plus just playing. So good. She basically is Selena Myers. (laughs) She's Selena Myers. Like, the next big big antagonist influence across the Marvel Cinematic Universe is essentially going to be Selena Meyer. And I couldn't be happier. I mean, this is the thing. For me, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it needs to make... um, Emily Vandekamp, whatever her name is, it needs to make her the power broker. It needs to make Selena Myers the head of the Flag Smashers. And then I'll be down with this. Because right now the Flag Smashers are not interesting me, but Selena Meyer and Revenge Lady, they are interesting me. And I want... Oh, I'll do you one better. Power broker works for Selena yes. Meyer. And Selena Meyer is the head of the new Hydra. Yes. I want all of that. And let's just kill all oh, you, of the flag. You're getting and it. Kill all of the flag smasher people. You're getting kill it. That, the flag smashers are nothing. Kill that redheaded bitch. I'm done with her. She's boring. I don't care. And get to the good stuff. Yeah, this her. She's just gonna be like. How the many thing more episodes Sam, are there like, of this? One. Wait, she's what? The There's only one episode Sam. left. Yeah, he was getting ready for the big final oh, battle fuck. at the end of the last episode. I feel like it's now just starting she's, to like. Get going. She's the one who's going to teach Sam of like, just because you're doing something for the right cause doesn't mean you're right. Like, that'll be her purpose. And then, boom, we're done with you. Um, do you, I wonder if this will get a, a second season. This seems like something that would be easily have a second season. Would like WandaVision, that. that's going to be harder to do a second season of. Yeah, exactly. And then how long do we have yeah. to wait till Loki? Oh, like all through May. Oh, shit. I know. 
No, Marvel, no. When is uh, What If come May's going to suck. Ooh, I Marvel don't know. Black July, Man. maybe? I can't wait for What If. <sighs> the animation looks so good, not like Invincible. Yeah. That's the other thing is like, I have to have talks with my boyfriend who is a storyboard artist and, a, and, a, yeah. and an animation director. And it's like, he... Like when a character moves their head to over to the side on that show, I'm like, that I saw all three frames of that character moving their well, head. Well, yes. And that is a problem. But the other problem are things that I don't see where, and then... My boyfriend is just like, why is that a Dutch angle? Oh my God, why are you covering the shot that way? Oh my God, so you're going to pan. Oh my God, this is so cheap. That's how you're going to shoot that thing? What the hell is a Dutch angle? Um, When you're not shooting the horizon straight, where you tilt it. Like where you tilt the oh. camera, it's called a Dutch angle. Oh. And it's supposed to like add more. But, but he was just like, you're just doing all Dutch angles for no reason. That's the thing where then I'm like, honey... You need to stop. <laughs> I was like, I know you hate yeah, it. You're ruining my, I know my, you hate a it. thing I want did, to like, enjoy. The worst was, I was like, I'm going to see X-Men Dark Phoenix. And it's going to be bad. But I want to see it. He's like, I'll come. And I'm like, you cannot say anything. Ten minutes in, he's like, this is really bad. I'm like, I know. You need to stop. Five minutes later. Like, this is so awful. I was like, you need to stop. But in all fairness... <laughs> It was Dark Phoenix, which is, like, so surprising. No, I know. But I just kept being like, I, I want to watch it. We agree. I agree that it is bad. But, like, he has a but thing where he like can't watch so something bad without thought. constantly, like, making sure everyone knows, like, I, I hate, hate that. this. I would, have, I would have murdered him <laughs> so long ago. Oh. But next week, well, we are going to have a lot of X-Books to talk about. There's three X-Books coming out. And we'll briefly talk about um, Wolverine and Children of Adam. Um, one more thing about Falcon and the Winter yes. Soldier is the Isaiah Bradley moment. Oh, yes. It. I did want a whole I episode. I felt there needed to be. Showing I think it. there needed to be a whole episode of it. Like they they sure did do Isaiah Bradley be like, okay, let me explain the plot of the comic book I'm from. To although you. although there is a reason to not do that, and that is the controversy of the show them on Amazon. I heard it's so bad. It's Lena. What's it? Lena Waith. Lena Waith. Um. Apparently, she executive produced it. It's it's a different showrunner. Yes, but apparently people are trying to cancel her. Um, uh, it's it's supposed to be very like like not that the show's bad like it just is incorrect. But but I do think but that's from what I'm hearing. There are a lot of people complaining, being like, there's a point where it's you're actually exploiting black suffering than educating yes. people on black suffering. Yes. And so there is a fine line of like, do we need to see a black Captain America tortured for thirty years? Right. Do we need to see that? No. Right. So I think that's the right yeah. call. Yeah. Especially consider the brand. Like it's Marvel. Yeah. You know, like the fact that they even did it. But the fact I will great. say this, the fact that it is like we are actually going to talk about the fact that America was not comfortable with the idea of a black Captain America. That that is what would really happen. And the fact that 
Bucky goes up to him afterwards and he's like, I never thought about like your hesitation yes, being about that because was you're black. Key. I never me and me and Steve never thought about that and I am sorry. And it's like, oh my God. Hello everybody. That. This is how you do it. This is how this you is address how you white it. privilege. I loved it. Of course, Bucky. Of you course, my favorite, like, you of apologize. course Bucky gets it right. Yes. And, he's and like, interesting. And now I'm gonna fuck your sister. <laughs> yeah. Uh what Bucky knew. He's like when Steve told me of his plan. So go back to that scene in Endgame where they're sending Steve back in time and then old Steve shows up. Bucky knew the whole time that was going to happen. Love it. So did uh, does that mean Steve Rogers knew that Isaiah was being tortured this whole time and then just decided to live no. his life and not do anything about it? No, he never okay, knew about good. it. All right, Isaiah. I just want to like say that. Bucky was the only one who knew. Wait, so Bucky knew? Oh, but Bucky was on ice. Bucky knew because he fought... Isaiah. Yeah, in he was. He was. Korean he, War. he was all brainwashed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god! It's a rich tapestry. How? Like, I'm just. I I know I say this every time we talk about Marvel stuff, but like, if you would have told me when I was watching Iron Man in 2008, like, pretty soon, um, we're gonna it's gonna get so deep. You're gonna have a show about Moon Knight. Uh, you're gonna have Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine show up as like a villain. I'm like, they, they, there's gonna be an Ant Man movie. There's I'm gonna like, be whole fight scenes on Madripoor. I just can't <laughs> believe this. Yeah, I can't believe. It. You have we have U.S. agent. Ew, he sure did put a police badge in that shield he made. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm surprised. He, Marvel's I'm doing surprised it. they didn't make it like a a black, white, and blue. <laughs> Like, you know, the Blue yeah, Lives like blue, Matter. Blue Lives Matter. Yeah. <laughs> Shield. Oh, that'd be so great. I do like the idea also of like, of like these incel assholes that are like, like, like Gamergate guys watching the show and yeah. being like, oh, stop talking about yeah. race. Oh. And Marvel's like, no, like, <laughs> we're not. We are getting a black Captain America and we are talking yeah, about we're not gonna the stop fact talking about that it, it is a black assholes. Captain America. <laughs> Love it. I want to talk really quick before we end about one last show. Oh. Because it is um, supernatural. It is full of fighting. And it's really, really gay. But it can't be explicitly gay. Because it's made in China. It is, ah. um, if you want to go, go to Netflix, watch a show called The Untamed. And it is basically supernatural martial arts from like, you know, it's everything's period. All the guys have long hair and the robes and it's like a period piece. And everyone has magic, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, like martial arts powers. And The Untamed was based off of a gay novel and they had to de-gay it and just make them friends. And so now this sequel, it's a show called Word of Honor that is out now. And it's another book taking place in the same world about two other lovers. And it's basically two bad guys, an assassin and an evil lord of demons. And they meet and start falling in love and it makes them decide to be good. But it's China... And they can't say we're having sex. They can't kiss. But this one, they're really put because Untamed was so popular. China is just pushing out all of these gay romances, but they can't say gay. So it is kind of hilarious 
watching this crouching tiger hidden dragon where literally the guy is like, why are you following me around? Because you're so beautiful. You're going to open your heart to me. You're my soulmate. But then it's like, but oh, they're just friends. And I'm like, no, (laughs) Um, they're holding hands and saying you're beautiful and you're my soulmate and open your heart to me. And I want to spend the rest of my life wandering the world with you. Um, It's gay. It's pretty gay. Anyway, it's called Word of Honor. And it's pretty fucking amazing. It's pretty good. And I just love Mm -hmm. watching these Chinese directors just pushing the boundary of like, let's see how far we go before the government can put the hammer down on us. Yikes, that government does not mess around. Well, yeah, there was, yeah, well, they used to have just full on gay series. And this was in 2016, a show called Addicted Heroin about two high school um, friends that, that, well, enemies to lovers fall in love start having sex with each other and it's like full on kissing sex everything okay it got so popular it was the number one show in china and the government said oh no 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 and before the last episode aired they took it down and scrubbed it from the internet all of chinese internet they canceled the show and they banned the two actors from ever appearing together ever again wow <laughs> And now the two actors, the show is so famous, the two actors, one is a famous pop star and one is like a famous movie star in China. Like they're like super famous and everybody loved the show. But the government, it's so weird. Like the people don't give a shit, but the government is all weird about it. It's so strange. China, I don't understand I mean, you. That always I way. don't understand you, yeah. China. Because governments are filled with people who have an opinion on how the world should be shaped. Yeah. Otherwise they wouldn't go into government. What do you think they want to do? Help you? Oh God. Come on. I'm ready for I'm sick of I'm sick of of the of planet Earth. I need the Terrigen Mist Never's boat to come and sprinkle some of their never dust on me and I'm going to make everything right. Yeah, and with my luck though, I'll turn into like a fish person. <laughs> I know, I'll just probably have like I just like fart more. Like and then I'll be like, "Oh, <laughs> damn it." Oh, I farted again. Oh, do your farts have powers? No. No, they're just frequent. Is frequent the power? Well, well, more. I think I think that's a good way. Let's end it on farts. Okay, perfect. So many of my dates (laughs) ended that way. Thank you all so much. Listen, we know the name of the show is Comic Book Queers Legacy. We'll talk about comics again next week. Hey, we were talking about comic book characters. They're just on. They were just on live action. Wait, oh my God, I totally forgot to tell you. Speaking of comic book characters, we never brought up the fact that Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, this is not the first time an actress has played her on TV. In the 1990s, there was a Nick Fury TV movie on Fox, the same Fox that brought you the Generation X TV movie around the same time, played by, oh, Nick Fury, played by David Hasselhoff, co-starring... Lisa Rinna of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills as Contessa. Just a fun fact to end this show oh on. Oh my God. Lisa Rinna. Watch it. Watch it on YouTube. I remember her. What soap opera was she Days on? Of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. Billy. I used to watch Days of Our Lives too. She was Billy. I watched all of that shit. Oh she was God. the conniving one. She was always trying to break up Carrie and... Yeah. And... I, now I forget the, the, the hot guy that played the I guy. forget. Anyway. 
Anyway. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening to Comic Book Queer's Legacy. Listen, we have a warning for you. Actually, it's it's a blessing. If you read comics, well, my friends, that makes you queer. You've now been blessed. Bye. 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 Bye.